1: Saints Happy Hour needs your support. The Saints are going to have a great 2021 season, but Saints Happy Hour needs more support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com.
2: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Task? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right, Andrew doesn't know football, everyone has a hard time listening to Dave, and is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All
1: right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's Wednesday, so that means we are on the Spotify Green Room if you're listening to us live, thank you. If you're not and you listen to this uh, podcast later on the Patreon RSS feed, download the Spotify Green Room app. Join us Wednesday. We're interacting. We're having fun. We're talking Saints. We're talking all kinds of stuff. Andrew, let me just tell the people. Uh, I completely forgot about the Spotify Green Room and didn't remember it until you reminded me 25 minutes ago because you know what I was doing? my kid tried to kick a duck and his croc went into the lake and I had to fish that thing out. So I went and I got my pole that we use to dust the windows and get of spider webs. I went home and I got it and I stretched it out to like, well, hold on, hold on. stop
0: right there. Stop right there. How far is home from the pond? How much transit are we talking here? Like five minutes. You take Max all the way home with you, and then and then are you are you retrieving it on your own, or do you bring no, Max back to the pond?
1: I, yeah, I had to because my 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 wife she's in Vegas working a wedding, so I had okay, to. Okay, so you did you
0: me. did not leave him in the near the pond while you went to no. the church. Okay, that's good. No, no, not no. no, okay. like,
2: mm,
0: no. So you forced him to travel with you back home, and I'm assuming that he's doing it with one crock and the other foot is barefoot.
1: Yeah, but we drove to the park, so it was ah okay, okay. So it was quick. Okay. So okay. Um, the the good I, thing I was that try, we, I
0: was trying to just visualize this whole it's no, actually the, like the, it's, it's actually pretty funny in my head.
1: We, it's pretty funny. We caught a break though because they had a, they had like five ducks, and the five ducks went by the croc. It was in the middle of the lake, and there was no hope of getting it. It because it would we had, would have had to wait like 30, 45 minutes for it to drift. The ducks went by it and caused the current. And caused it to, to start coming towards the other side. So that way, I got the pole and got it, and we're home. But then I look at my phone. And, like, oh, and, and, and yeah,
0: you're, you so you're teaching your son
1: to uh, cruelty to animals, kicking ducks. No, yeah. no, he he he, uh, he did not because he tried to kick the duck. He does not get the gift. My wife, when she goes on these trips, she goes to the dollar store and she buys him like a little dollar gift for every day. He does not get the dollar gift tonight. He has to wait. That's his punishment. <laughs> Discipline! Yeah.
0: yeah, he'll think he'll um, think again before he tries to kick a duck.
1: He'll think again before kick a duck and kick his beloved crocs into the lake. Um, but Andrew, part, my personal life aside, the the Saints made a crap ton of news. And what is with the Saints? What are you doing having Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis talk to the media at five o'clock? What is this? I I couldn't. I couldn't. No, because I was driving home from work. I couldn't record it and Mm. edit it as they were listening for it. So now I got to do that later tonight for the podcast tomorrow and the big show. So I'm like, Saints, dude, can't you do that at like two in the afternoon? Help a a guy out.
0: Let me just say, Sean Payton was
1: pissed. (laughs) You know, we talked about in the podcast and I asked the question and y'all sort of, crapped all over me. I was like, is Sean Payton going to be like nuclear pissed in his normal that's a good question, but grit his teeth and all. He, or is he, and, and Dave was like, no, no, he's just going to blow right by it, say it is what it is, and get, move on. No, 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 no. Yeah, he addressed he, it. I was surprised. He, had, he addressed it, and he was hot. You yeah. know, Loomis Loomis was kind of like, yeah, it is what it is, And but Sean Payton was not having any of it you know he said look it appears we're gonna have to spend some time without him it's disappointing we will we'll work through it with the other players we have but the surgery took place and obviously we would have liked it to happen earlier than later and quite honestly it should have i mean but mm. the way
0: you just said it there the way you just said it there that's like five percent of <laughs> the anger
1: that's right <laughs>
0: That just John Payton was spitting eye. out of his
1: mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Yeah, you
0: know, you're so, right. Like, Loomis was way more tempered and just, like, even keel, just saying, like, yeah. yeah, you know, like, you know, if we had had the hindsight, like, yeah, we would have done the surgery sooner. But, you know, it was one of those situations where we were hoping it would heal on its own, and it didn't. So here we are. Um, yeah, obviously, Payton p- paints a different picture than that.
1: I mean, he didn't go to the second evaluation. Like,
0: you know? Well, you know, so I was triplet that asked him, so can you explain more? Was there a communication issue? And Peyton basically said, no, no, none of that. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. And so he didn't really want to address that question, but you could tell he was real frustrated. And so it's interesting. I, I was in the Discord and I noticed that um, a, a couple of people were kind of citing that, like, hey, maybe he was defending Michael Thomas. Like, no, like the communication was fine. In other words, communication was good, and someone screwed up. Like, I was wondering if, like, maybe they were hinting at this was a doctor issue. I didn't take it that way. I took it as a no. Michael Th- Thomas issue. I um, took
1: it, at, but I could I be wrong. It- I took it 100% as a Michael Thomas issue. I everything, took it as, I've,
0: everything I've heard just separate from that soundbite is that there is immense frustration with Michael Thomas in the building.
1: I took it as, dude, Michael Thomas just didn't want to get the surgery, and, and he just didn't listen, and and, and, yeah. and, and and he didn't go to the second evaluation because he didn't want to have the surgery, and by not going to the second evaluation – he doesn't have to have the surgery because if he goes to the second evaluation and the doctor says it, then maybe the saints put even more pressure on him. But he's like, I didn't go. I thought it could heal. And he, he, I he, he, here,
0: here's you know? here's my thing, Ralph. And look, I'm just some asshole. Right. So my opinion. Is, no, no, is, is no. no. You that. got
1: so- you got sources. I'm some <laughs> asshole that's on TV. but you Right. Got right. Legitimate
0: sources. Well, no, I mean, I, this is but but
2: this is just my opinion. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh,
0: what I'm about okay. to say. But 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 I just feel like, first of all, you know, Michael Thomas, I think, just t- totally mishandled the situation. And I think it's because he's probably thinking in his head. Of course, it's gonna heal on its own. I don't need surgery. I'm fucking Michael Thomas. Like it's it's gonna it's gonna work out. I don't need surgery. It's if the doctor says there's a good chance it'll heal on its own, then of course it's gonna heal on its own because I'm Michael Thomas. You know, like I I think that you know he's young. He's been successful. Yeah. Like he, he's gotten really far, being confident in his abilities and all that. So like I just think that's how that's why it happened. That's how it played out. And so yeah, he got a little. Loose with it and stupid, and we are where we are. But I gotta say, ever since Ralph, the Saints committed basically a hundred million dollars to Michael Thomas. Ever since they've paid him, yeah, it's it's gotten worse and worse. Worse. And every worst. minute that he signed that contract, and he, he, especially in the last year, year I'm gonna say, his behavior has been close to reprehensible and, and and when you consider the investment like where is the lack of trust like where where is this coming from because like the Saints stepped up they paid him all that money like granted like it was because of the stuff that he did on the field but like the behavioral issues the the, the dust up with his teammates punching CD deuce in the face and just being an idiot and like all this social media behavior, and all this like thinly veiled comments about the coaching staff and how he's unhappy and how you know he's been mistreated and like dude you got injured it's football it happens like it's a bummer but get your get your shit right and get back on the field because like they you, this is your yeah. employer and they just committed a hundred million dollars to you and that's what professionals do they they get their shit right and they get back on the field and they perform and like. I'm just feeling like a whole lot of just like I don't know where this behavior came from, but this kind of behavior when you're on a rookie deal gets your ass cut. And like he's lucky that this stuff didn't boil to the surface before that contract because he'd be looking for a new job.
1: Yeah, Joshua says the CD Deuce punch gets a pass because everybody wants to punch that dude. True. Fair enough, True. Joshua. But here's here's my Fair. thing. This is this is going to be a a, a semi sizzling hot take. Michael Thomas's behavior is is way worse and way less understandable than Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was pissed at the Saints, but his Jimmy Graham's being pissed at Saints at least. That was rooted in something that you could understand, where he was like, they tried to fuck me over with the tag, and they wanted to pay me less than I should have got. And I had to take them to arbitration or whatever the hell it was, and they testified against me, saying that I was a tight end, and they cost their, they cost me money, and I hate them. And that's what it led to his trade. But at least that... right you could say it was he a tight end and he shouldn't have been mad but like i can see why see, he see the
3: jimmy the jimmy thing like
0: i don't really blame either side like that was just tough circumstance it yeah. was like an unprecedented thing where a tight end was lining up as a receiver a lot of the time in the slot and mm-hmm. like it, he was kind of like you know i don't blame his agent for trying to make the argument he's a receiver i don't blame jimmy grant for trying to milk every dollar he could out of that situation and I don't blame the Saints for saying, look at the freaking depth chart. It says tight end next to your name. You went to the Pro Bowl as a tight end. Like I, They're trying to save money. So, like, that's the business side of it. And, it like, sometimes that turns ugly. I don't really blame either side for that. Like, it's just the, kind of no, a bad situation. Bad but,
1: but you can understand Jimmy Graham's discontent. Michael oh. Thomas, Michael Thomas, the Saints paid him. They fed him the ball at a record Great right in 2019, they had the, the whole passing offense was geared around him. They've done everything for him and he's still crazy and not
0: doing like, what, what, he's what is Michael Thomas's reason for like and, and the reason I'm so pissed now is he, he's just like he got all this money and he's not behaving like a professional like to me that is infuriating because like. I don't know, man, and, and maybe call me old school or whatever. Like he certainly deserves that money based on what he did on the field. But when I get a contract like that, and I will never see a contract like that because I'm not as talented as Michael Thomas at anything, and I'm never going to see that kind of money in my lifetime. But 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 the point here is, what if I get a contract like that? That I I feel hell, Ralph, like. <laughs> You give me peanuts and I, I, I feel a responsibility <laughs> to our patrons and and I come on this podcast every time and I deliver because like that's my commitment and if I don't show up that look that reflects badly on me, that's that's unprofessional and like – and we're just talking about like a thing we do on the side for fun where we don't even really make any money. No, you know? So truth, like I, truth, I, I just have no respect for a guy that doesn't show up to get his ankle right and then has to miss now six weeks in the season because of just like lack of mental commitment to the process. And it's like, dude, you're better than that. And the Saints, their fans, uh, we all deserve better than what Michael Thomas is getting us. I'm yeah, sorry.
1: Like, like the thing is, you look at like Cam Jordan, Cam Jordan, each time he has. Well, the one time that he hit free agency, he hit free agency. Cam Jordan did a year too early, and the Saints signed him to a ridiculous below market deal. He didn't fucking complain. Now, granted, the Saints gave him another extension, have given him more money, and he's been happy the whole time. But I mean, that's the way a freaking star should comport themselves—is the way Cam Jordan does. And if you want to be a leader, and you want to make all the money, and you want to be a star. We expect freaking certain things of you. And the thing is for him is this is directly affecting the 2021 Saints win-loss total. And I would be more sympathetic to him if, say, he had had the surgery earlier. And they're like, well, he had the surgery. He's had a little setback. Then you'd be like, well, what do you want him to do? He had the freaking surgery in March. They said it would be four months. He's supposed to be ready. It didn't on. It ended on, on schedule. I'm worried about it. It kind of sucks. But you wouldn't have any beef with him, right? But now, I mean, like, this is bad. And the thing is, like,
3: well,
0: I, I this know is it's, like this is like the cherry on top, though. That's the thing. Like, it's not <laughs> just this. You know, if it was just this in isolation, it would be like, how could this happen? But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be piling on the guy. But like at this point. You know, if you want to call, I, I'm seeing some people in the chat, um, you know, that are making comparisons to like Junior Gallette or, or Keenan Lewis or, you know, name any guy that just gets rich, fat and happy and then just like stops behaving like a professional. And Charles Grant, to some degree. Yeah, you know, there was a little bit of that with him, although like he at least showed up. He just got fat and lazy.
1: But, I was 100 I percent I, I right back in the day. I banged my Fist and my feet, and I said, "Do not pay Charles fucking Grant. Let him leave."
0: Like what? What's another saint that got paid a bunch and then just went from good to terrible? Can you think of anyone else? Uh, I'm
1: trying to think. Not there's not too many in the Sean Payton era. I'm trying to think. There's maybe in the I'm trying to think in the hazlitt era. Yeah. Um,
0: But I mean, anyway, like Michael Thomas, like that's where he's at right now. Like, you know, now maybe he comes back from his ankle and I still think he can be great on the field, of course. But like right now, as we sit here today, all we've gotten from Michael Thomas, and he had the one good year after his contract. But starting last year, the ankle injury, the suspension, because he punches a teammate. You know, it continues to linger. Yeah. And look, he tried to fight through it. Look, to his credit, like they ended up putting him on IR for three weeks and he comes back for the playoffs. He tried, like he tried to play on it. It just didn't really take now like the mismanagement, but it's also dude, it's the social media stuff. It's the running his mouth. It's like him in isolation, like not getting along with teammates and just like, I I feel like he's out on this Island now. And like, everyone's just like, I don't know what's up with that dude. Like yeah, I we got- like I I feel like everyone's feeling like that, and I just like I can't believe But he felt like a sure thing to me when the Saints made that investment. And, yep, and and I right now I am dead wrong. I am yeah. dead wrong, and like I hope that he can one eighty eight again and turn it around. But like right now, as we sit here today, that's the situation with Michael Thomas, and
1: it ain't good. It's- Matt, what give us your thoughts?
4: <sighs> you know. At first, I thought, like, he, I had a feeling he didn't get the surgery. I thought, you know, the second opinion said, hey, listen, you should be fine without the surgery as long as you do this rehab properly. But, you know, once I read more saying, you know, he didn't get the surgery and, and he was supposed to get it, it does make me feel like there's this lack of responsibility with Michael Thomas now. Yep. There's just this lack of, you know... I really can't think of no work for responsibility because that's just what it is. I mean, if your, your health should be important, especially, you know, with something, you know, like an injury that caused you to miss it a lot of the season and made you not play at 100%. And with, you know, now with everything going on, you know, Drew's not on the team anymore. It's less certain about how you're going to do. This is a, a real blow that shouldn't have happened.
1: No, it's right 100%. You are 100% right, I'm Matt. Thanks for the comment, but when we talk to other topics, you can you can uh you can hop back in. Andrew, and that's the thing today that I found so interesting. And this to me, this press conference, it really shows the job security of Sean Payton. He was so interesting and honest today. Um, I'm going to start but let's continue before we get to the COVID stuff cuz COVID it's it, it's kind of just it is It's boring. I want to get to the other stuff. He talked about, he talked about cornerback today like it was April. Like he was like, it's a must. We gotta get I'm like, dude, it's July twenty eighth.
0: Yeah, he, he was having none of like, yeah, we just got Brian Poole, he's a good player, like really solid nickel guy. Like he was having none of that.
1: None of it. He was talking like it was April though. I'm like, dude, what do you mean it's a must? You that's not draft season, man. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade for Zayvon Howard? Like,
0: uh, you know. It, it, sure, it, sure, it sure felt like it, didn't it? Like, the, the, the <laughs> Zayvon Howard acquiring possibility, and you saw that there were two t- playoff teams that inquired with the Dolphins about his availability, and I, I got to assume oh, the, Saints are, the
1: Saints are one of those two teams, right? 100%. Here's the, here's the thing with Zayvon Howard, though is to get him unless they give them a very 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 good player you're giving them the 2022 first and that scares the crap out of me yeah the way that with the way this roster is because that there is a 25 percent chance that's a top 10 pick like there and there's like a 10% chance it's like top four. Like the wheels might come up. So that is a dangerous situation. I will say this about Zayvon Howard. I proposed this trade and you said you you texted me before I put it out on Twitter and Discord. You you texted me. I don't hate it. And here was my trade. I said the Saints trade Lattimore to the Dolphins and the Dolphins give back Zayvon Howard in the second. The Dolphins would do it because they get younger at corner. And they pay Lattimore and they have two happy corners. The Saints do it because they would extend Howard, but they wouldn't have to give him $50 million guaranteed, right? You'd only have to give him probably 25 to $30 million more in guarantees to make him happy. So you get a little older at corner, but you save money, you get a pick, and it allows you to extend Armstead and Williams. I mean, so in 2022, you can have more of the core together. So it makes sense. The only thing for me, Andrew, in that in that trade scenario, it doesn't really make sense for the Dolphins because how can they pay two corners damn near twenty million dollars a year? I just I don't I don't see it. Yeah. Um,
0: well, that's that's their problem to figure out, honestly. But <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, normally I hate your trade ideas. Like, they're all just awful and unacceptable. And, and so, Reckless. you know, this is one where I won't say I loved it, but, you know, my point, that my, my way, when I tell you I don't hate it, it's like, you know, Ralph, This that, that's like the short-winded version of, you know, Ralph, you just presented me an idea that's not horrendous Ridiculous. that I'm going to shoot down immediately. <laughs> like, I might actually have to take a second to think about this. No, but uh, – um, no, you know, I don't know. Uh, I saw someone else throw out Marcus Davenport as being a possible player. Um, I, I could, I could see that as a possible. The, the
1: Dolphins need a pass rush. They need pass rushers. Mm. I mean, Davenport and a third for Howard
4: eh,
1: wouldn't be. You think they would take that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would, de- it would depend. It depends. I, it
0: depend. I can't imagine anything less than Davenport in a second working for Howard.
1: I mean, it would. De- I mean,
0: Davenport I mean, it- sucked balls last year. He was so bad.
1: Yeah, I guess it would depend on. The, I guess it would depend on what Miami thought of him when he was coming out. You know, like if if the guy who's the personnel director for Miami is like. I love Marcus Davenport if he gets healthy he's a he's a he's a he's a double digit sack guy and we have two years of him at a cheap price you know would you do it though Davenport in a second for howard yes Ooh. i mean you'd have a, you'd have a fucking sick secondary you would you'd be putting a lot of you'd be putting a lot of chips on Peyton Turner but i guess peyton Peyton Turner's no more no more uncertain than Davenport.
0: Yeah, at this point, yeah, I, I would say that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just yeah, the, the thing that kind of gives me pause is like if they give up Lattimore, right? Like they yeah. still need they still need an outside corner. Like it doesn't really That's... fix it. It doesn't really fix anything. And Sean Payton wants an outside corner, and yeah, like. Yeah swapping Lattimore for Howard just it creates the same problem so uh, I don't really see that happening and I also just like with the Davenport thing like I don't really think this team's in a position to weaken themselves like I don't like giving up a player because I already don't like the depth on this team so like (laughs) shipping out a player to gain a player to me is like yeah maybe corner is a bigger need in defensive end, and you got guys like Passanio and maybe Carl Granderson yeah. who can maybe step up and
1: I, I give you pass. give you
0: some snaps. But I, I, I'm I'm just like, look, we we kind of need Davenport. Pa-
1: Passanio, I, I don't get the fascination with him at all. Like that dude, he's just he's, he's just
0: kind of pro- he's kind of proven he's terrible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like he's not like he's not anything. Um, I, the thing the thing is. The thing is, to me, if you were going to go and get Zayvon Howard, like getting Zayvon Howard, if the Saints had done it in, let's say, 2018 or 2019 or even last year, right? Maybe not last year because you had Janoris Jenkins, but if they had done it in, say – 2019 when Genoa, when they got Janoris Jenkins off waivers, but let's say they did the Zaven Howard deal at the deadline and they gave up a first one, then you'd be like, hell yeah, we're in yellow, we're in Yolo mode, we're trying to get that ring. Uh, now, I, I just the ceiling for the Saints to me right now is like ten and seven, and you win a wild card game, and that's the to me that's the best case scenario. I don't. It, And you know me, I was president of YOLO for the last three years. But, like, they're just not in that same place. And I don't want to be giving up first-round picks because there's a chance you're the Texans, man, and you're like, we gave up this pick and it's the second pick overall, the third pick. And we got a corner who's 28, 29, and, yeah, he's really good. But, goddamn, we needed that high pick to get a quarterback or whatever. And I just, no, no, no. Different time, you can't do. Yeah. It.
0: Oh, I I'm I just catching up on the chat, and uh, Joshua, who's always a great Joshua Ford, who's always a great contributor on this Wednesday night show. He uh, he uh, mentioned Albert Hainsworth, well, he's not a saint, but um, a perfect example of a guy
1: that gets paid a ton and yeah. gets you know goes goes off the rails. Although Hainsworth had had some issues in Tennessee. So it was kind of like, eh, maybe. But then again, Michael Thomas had a little bit of red flags. He had some social media stuff. And I, I, I mean, the thing is with the Saints, though, they redid Michael Thomas's deal. They're, like, committed to him. That's why I thought all offseason, I was hoping and I was looking. You know, remember, Andrew, when and I said if they don't do – if they don't redo Michael Thomas to create cap space, to me, that's a – not a red flag – but it's a keep your eyes open. That means the Saints really are not happy with him, and they don't want to lock themselves in. They want to be able to eject sooner rather than later. But they redid it to cap space, and um, you know now they're they're committed to him. He, he's a he's a he's a he's a, a galette grenade as far as their cap. If they if they get rid of if they even get yeah. rid of him next year
0: you know yeah yeah but uh bottom line with Michael Thomas is he's in the doghouse yep big time and he's going to have to be a model citizen from here on out like his rehab post surgery is going to have to be exemplary he's going to need to come back with his tail between his legs and you know the minute he's healthy and he's green lighted he needs to come on the field and he needs to perform like a professional like uh, and, and to his credit i, I will give him this he's been a little quiet on social media this summer, but like that shit's got to stop, you know, because yeah. I, I'm, I think the saints are tired of it. The coaching staff is tired of it. I'm tired of it. And it's like, dude, at this point, all I want from the guy, like guys get hurt. It happens. Like that's part of football. So I'm not going to blame him for that. But the, the, the minimum that you can ask of this guy is to not act like a baby.
1: <laughs> No, it's true. Matt says there was a Twitter trade Cam Jordan 2022 first and a 2022 and a 2023 first for Howard. That's awful. They had a check mark that was a Miami, either a blogger or whatever. And he was like, Saints 2022 first, 2023 first. uh, Who says no? And I'm like, who says no? Any Saints fan that hasn't been lobotomized says no. You're not giving up multiple first round picks. For a corner that's twenty eight, that's not happening. Jalen Ramsey, the Rams gave up two firsts for him, but he was less than twenty five years old. So, I think that I think the market for for Howard is probably a first and something else. Or, well, really- I
0: mean, the, the thing we also have to remember with Howard is he straight up said, "Trade me. I want. I do not. That's want right. to play. I do not want to play for the Miami Dolphins. I want out of here." So, like all value that you have, like like you lose a huge bargaining chip when a player raises his hand and like it's, it, 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 it's it's not even like Ian Rappaport put it out there you know it's not even like that it back, yeah, it back a... cha- it's not even back channels via his agent this is literally him going on Instagram and saying i want the Miami Dolphins to trade me and i'm only here at camp so i don't get fined yeah like he a... he said those words and like that's nuclear and there is no way you can you can have that guy on your roster after he puts that out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, The other thing that Sean Payton was really interesting about is, um, and I was slightly surprised at this, you know, the Saints are at 90% vaccinated. And, um, you know, I figured, like, that's like a victory lap. Because, look, the country's not even – close to that, right? So 90% is great, even by NFL standards where it's a bunch of teams are 85 plus. But when he asked if, when he was asked if he was happy about the 90% vaccination rate, he said, I don't know if happy is the word. Like, Sean Payton is not here for your unvaccinated bullshit. He is, he's just not. And, like, Well, he had
0: COVID. Remember, he was one yeah. of like the, he, he he got COVID back when it was like barely oh a thing in the United yeah. States. Like, he was one of the Besides Tom Hanks, I think he was like the first celebrity I can think of.
1: No, he, he he stopped Sports Center at like you know the, the Sports Center. They have all their they have all their talking head shows in the afternoon, right? They have Around the Horn and uh, PCI and um, highly questionable. All of those. Sean Payton like stopped it cold, and ESPN was like, "We're doing breaking news." Saints coach Sean Payton's guy. COVID. Like, that's how big a deal it was. Um, and I just think Sean Payton, remember, he got COVID. He's married to a nurse. So he just probably isn't here for you, for your, I need more information. I don't trust it. So, you know, like, whatever you're going to, whatever reason you're going to give, he's just not here for it.
0: And- I mean, it, I think, you know, Sean Payton has said enough about how anti-gun he is and, you know, he, he, he's had enough comments over the years where it's pretty clear that he's he's a liberal, you know, hardcore liberal. Yeah. And then like, which is fine, like no judgment either way, you know, but but um, but like I, on social issues, he's always cited, you know, he, he's been very Democrat, like in in the way he leans. And so, you know, I, I would and especially like you said, now that he's gotten covid and, you know, that he's kind of behind on the science of vaccines and all that stuff, like, it doesn't surprise me at all that he's, like, pissed off about being at 90%. By the way, the fact that the Saints are at 90% vaccination it, is incredible. Like, I, I know he's not happy about it, but I just want to point out, like, I think the, the Washington football team was, like, they were barely at 50% oh my or God. less.
1: Oh, my, oh and, my God. and we're talking
0: about a coach in Ron Rivera who literally and, – and, and by the way, I promise uh, Sam – We're gonna get to your comment. I did read it, and we are gonna we are gonna talk about that. But um, anyway, like the the Washington Football Team, they they're basically refusing to get vaccinated, and they have an immunocompromised coach who had cancer, is going I think still going through treatment, and he's basically making a plea in public, like, "Hey assholes, I'm risking my life for you. Get vaccinated." And and like they're responding, TJ Ward responds by going on social media. As opposed yeah, like, to addressing it man to man, he goes on social media and basically says, like, my body, my choice.
1: My body, my choice. The, your lifestyle choices shouldn't affect me. It's like Oof. Ron Rivera one day woke up and said, You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get cancer. I'm gonna yeah. hang out, I'm gonna hang out with cancer. Like he was going to Cabo or some shit. It's just I was like TJ Ward, he has the dumbest fucking uh, the dumbest comp COVID comments of of did, all.
0: Does <laughs> CJ Ward realize that like kids get leukemia at, like two years old? By the yeah, way, yeah.
1: Like I was just like, yeah, So I mean, get, get to Sam's comments. Sam's gonna go to it. He's coming to his first ever Saints game. He wants some tips. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. But but go go to Sam's other comment, which I want you to discuss, which is great. I gotta find. The, I'm gonna have to edit the clips tonight. But but get to that one.
0: Oh, just about Peyton being ready to pop, pop some yeah. They're in the press press questions. <laughs> yeah. I think he was ready to pop Michael Thomas, who is ready to pop. Um or maybe Paulson Adebo. like he didn't mention him by name, but we know he's in the uh, ten percent unvaccinated. He yeah. is. Well, look, I mean the Saints it's a ninety man roster, so they probably have eight or nine unvaccinated players. You know, that that's 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 yep, what we're looking at. Right. And again, like I just wanna say like, that's incredible. That I think as fans, like we should feel really good about that because, look, we all know you can still get COVID, you know, even if you're vaccinated, and uh, it, it can still. And then if you're if you pop positive, then um, you can run in your locker room, and that can be a problem. But like Mickey Loomis came out and said the whole staff is vaccinated, all the in the entire staff. So like, the Saints are not dealing with the problems that some of these other teams have.
1: Yep. Yep, and, it's Matt says. And, it's sit- it's 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 if it's 90 percent or just above 90 percent, it's either seven or eight players not vaccinated.
0: Yes. And, and like, you know, it's I, I look at it like this, like regardless of how you feel, like put, putting the politics, the science and, and all that aside, like just evaluating this as football fans, as Saints fans under the prism of how is this season going to go? I think you've got to feel really good about this news because this exposure of forfeiting a game or having an entire position group wiped out, where you got to put, I mean, I remember we went through this. Like Ty Montgomery had to play running back, and there was no one else. We had to elevate Tony Jones, and then he like you know on his got first hurt. carry he got hurt on his first carry, and so he didn't right. play the rest. Of, and it was Montgomery the rest of the way. We had a receiver playing running back the rest of the way, and and that was it. And we played a team, by the way, who had to start a practice squad receiver, at quarterback. That's like right. The odds of something like that happening to the Saints this season are really, really low because of all that data we just got. And regardless of how you feel about this stuff, that should make you feel really good. Well,
1: the thing that it should make you feel great about if you're a Saints fan is Sean Payton clearly has the ear and the trust of the locker room, and he can get – Players to do what he wants them to do, because you look at Sean Payton; he's got ninety percent. Ron Rivera has freaking had cancer, is immunocompromised, and still cannot get his team to get the shot. Like that matters, man. Um, but it, it's it, well, you know, uh,
0: look, man. We talk about culture and Michael Thomas's side, who obviously is poisoning the culture to some degree. I think, but. Uh, clearly the culture going on for the Washington football team is different, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think, it, I think it's, there's a level of trust in the saints building and I'm sure they've gone out of their way to share um, data about the science behind it. They've gone out of their way to share information with the players and, and make them feel comfortable. Right. Whereas obviously that hasn't happened with the Washington football team. And like it start, I just want to point out like, Gail Benson takes care of her players. You know, she flies DeMario Davis on her private jet so that he can go to his daughter's cancer treatments in Nashville. Like, that's the kind of person she is. That's the kind of thing she does for her players. And then on the other side, you look at Washington football team, you've got Daniel Snyder, the owner, who has, like, a private video – of like nip slips of his cheerleaders that he shared with like <laughs> right. executives, God fine, as
1: they got fined ten million dollars, right? And that prisoners. funnels that funnels from the top
0: down. And I'm just saying, like the lack yep. of trust and the lack of culture in, in the Washington football team's building, like it starts with him. And I, you know, so like you look at something like that, and you should feel good being a Saints fan, just because,
1: yeah. No, it's, it, it's 100%. It's 100% aggregate. Matt in the chat says, holy shit, Kel- Kelvin, ben- Kelvin Benjamin is dragging the Giants right now. That was a great tweet. It was fake, but it might be my fake uh, got some people on Twitter today ever. Somebody tweeted that Kelvin Benjamin got cut from the Giants because he was stealing food from the facility, which is so ridiculous Yet, kind of,
3: sort of believable. Jonathan. Should, Benjamin, he, should he yeah. switch to so, tight end?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said the Saints should sign Calvin Benjamin just for the jokes, and then Thomas could play the Fat Albert theme uh, every time we talk. Well, about I was going to say,
0: if he gets um, really fat, can a team franchise him and argue that he's a tight end and not a receiver based on his weight? It's like their reverse Jimmy <laughs> Graham. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, I mean, so here's my question for people in the chat. As far as Sean Payton's honesty about the corner situation, I haven't been as worried as, about corner as everybody else. Today, I'm thinking I'm wrong listening to Sean Payton today. Like, I was like, wow. You know, because usually when, when coaches, when they get into camp – they at least deny the holes once they get in the camp, and they're like, we're fine. We're working out. It'll be good. Yeah, you know?
0: Sorry. My, my wife has gone full Dexter in the background, and she's taping up a body. Um, <laughs> you know,
4: so I'm, I'm, I've been trying
0: to mute here, but she's yeah. – you know, the disrespect is just off the chart. That, that's what really hurts, Ralph. It's the disrespect. It's, yeah. Yeah, um, that's that's a dirty work Hi, Aaron. for you. Yeah. yeah that, that, speaking of aging ourselves, like that's well, dirty work was what, like a '80s movie? Yeah. 90s. No, yeah. Early '90s.
5: Dirty work. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Emilio Estevez. Mm. Uh,
0: so let, let, let's get to Sam's question. So he he says uh, he, he's living in St. Louis. So I, I want to hear more about this. Maybe we should get him to actually let's get him on. Ask him to chat with us. But he, okay. before before we get him on, you know, I, I should read the question. So he lives in St. Louis, and he's coming down for his first ever Saints game. And it's going to be in New Orleans against the Falcons, which, by the way, is a great choice. Um, and he wants to know what are the things he has to eat, see, drink, and do on a Superdome game day.
1: You got it. You so, got it. Yeah,
0: Sam, Sam's here. So, Sam, I guess – Start by telling us you live in St. Louis. Uh, Are are you from New Orleans and you moved away, or are you just a Saints fan by proxy, or or how does that all
5: work? So uh, growing up, you know, being from St. Louis, I was a huge uh, St. Louis Rams fan, uh, which, by the way, St. Louis won that Super Bowl for the Rams, not L.A. (laughs) Um, I'll take that to the grave with me. So, uh, yeah, my family always had season tickets as a kid. So growing up, football was part of my childhood. And when I realized how corrupt that organization was with Stan Kroenke and all that, like if you don't really know the whole story and stuff like that. But, I mean, you guys are huge football guys. Maybe you know it. Maybe you
1: don't. I know St. St. Louis is suing the NFL and they're taking them to the woodshed. They've won and they're going to get to depose a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that – I mean the the move back to – L A. It was just slimy as all hell because Cronky was just lying through his teeth about everything. Yeah, we like so
5: I don't know if you've heard of the XFL, but we actually have an XFL team. And at one of the um, tailgates for one of our first ever games for as an XFL team, um, somebody had a stuffed Stan Cronky, you know, hanging from a noose at the tailgate. (laughs) it <laughs> was anyway, just the greatest thing ever the
1: battle so, Hawks was so sam like 30, be honest people a
5: game in the xfl by
0: the way that's right that's right so sam be honest <laughs> kevin is what sold you on becoming a saints fan being a saint uh, b- being that he lives in st louis
5: no um i first of all i did not know kevin i did not know kevin lived in st louis but um so when i after all that back to you know answering your question my cousins on my dad's side are are actually from New Orleans, and they are they've always been big Saints fans. And then when Hurricane Katrina, you know, came into you know Louisiana and all that, they actually had to because of Katrina they had to move to Houston. So when the Rams left, I was like, you know what, I hate that team. I don't want to keep <laughs> supporting right. them. And I was like, you know what, all my you know all my family are big Saints fans. So I went with the Saints, and I um I've always loved Drew Brees. You know, aside from. The Saints itself. I always thought he was a great guy. And then I've come to realize how good of an organization um, it actually is, especially with Gail Benson and all that. And then I found you guys on Spotify during COVID. And I, you know, um, so I've originally been a Saints fan since 2015, but I picked up on your guys's podcast uh last year and you know I've just been trying to follow along and learn more and more as I go about the team and wow. organization and
0: whatnot. Well thank you so much for finding us and following us. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Uh Ralph, you know, I can totally relate to his comment about like fuck the Rams, I'm out, you know, it's just like after they left because the Saints were really close to doing that and going to San Antonio in, in that time period that you were talking about, Sam, and like that would have been so painful to me. That this podcast, like, I, it'd be funny to, like, to test it, Ralph, like, Parallel Universe. Like, I don't, we'd probably still be doing a podcast. I don't know which NFL team it would be. It wouldn't be the Saints if they had it moved to San 90. Antonio.
1: Well, I don't know if they had moved so, to San So, would Anton- we be, like, a Texans podcast, you think? I don't know what, I don't know if I'd even know you if the Saints had moved. If, if the Saints had moved to San Antonio, I'd have been out in 2006 yeah. or whatever. Like, I like. Like I tell people, I time. probably would be a bigger
0: LSU football fan. I would, I'd be all I, in on that, I guess.
1: I'd probably be LSU. I'd probably be Astros and the Texans would Pelican and the Texans would be like kind of like I I'd watch them, but I wouldn't really give a shit. This, this, tell this, this. would
0: be this would be the Joe Burrow podcast. We'd probably here's be the, Bengals fans.
1: Here's the thing. If the Saints aren't in New – I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. My allegiance will not transfer if the Saints go anywhere else. And I'll tell you this. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned uh, – Sam, it's funny that you mentioned this. I had this today. Somebody tweeted something about the Knicks about to do something stupid. And I just said, Knicks are going to nick, Ha, ha, ha. And uh, the Knicks fans just like – I didn't I didn't didn't a hashtag or anything. Knicks fans are jumping in my mentions yelling at me like, haven't you seen the Knicks the last year? I'm like, dude – I used to be a hardcore Knicks fan. They traded for Spreewell and I was like, I don't like Spreewell. The Knicks, I'm breaking up with them. I broke up with the Knicks in nineteen ninety eight. Like I walked away from them and Just because the, of Spreewell? Yeah. I was just like, I don't like Spreewell. He choked the coach. I'm out. And hmm. like but the thing is, like my, my NBA allegiance wasn't that hardcore, right? But right. like I walked away from it and I just went like in the wilderness. Like I didn't have I had went from team to team for the NBA until New Orleans got a team
3: Yeah, because let let's justify
0: it. It, it let's 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 be honest here if the Saints if the Saints hired spreewell as a coach tomorrow you would I, find a way to make it yeah. make sense
1: oh I would like yeah. it's just a different it's just a little different level of love and commitment then right
0: but yeah let's talk about what Sam wants here so yeah I mean gotta get Ben Jay in the on, morning on- yeah, Game so day. beignets – and, and my, my advice is usually avoid uh, actually uh, Café du Monde because the lines are too long. It's and a zoo.
5: It's, I've been there once zoo. before. It's a zoo.
0: Yeah, so actually go to Café Beignet on Peter's. Uh, the beignets are bigger, tastier, and you get the same experience. And there's more options there. You don't have to get beignets. You can get other stuff. So I would do that. You know uh, – Champion Square. If you if you have friends and you can just drink beers there, like they usually have a band out there, uh, and that that's a fun experience outside if the weather's good. So uh, you can't go yeah. wrong with that. Um, Restaurant wise in the area, Pesh is one of my favorites. So P E C H E. If you write that down, um, you can't lose with that. That's a, always a great meal. Um, Ralph, you have any other uh, tidbits on game day? I,
1: I mean, I'm a huge. The thing is. I, I'm weird because I'm a huge Bud's Broiler guy. So that's not really – it's a New Orleans thing, but I love it on game day. That's not a – that's not a – Didn't they move locations? They did. They moved closer to my mom's house in Lakeview. It's amazing. They have a Bud's Broiler and a Cafe Dumont right next to each other at the foot of Canal Boulevard now. It's amazing. Like right where uh, the Bulldog and another bar that I'm blanking on –
0: the game that's, they experience in New Orleans, and this is like part of the reason why. It, it, you've, you've never been, so like you're in for a treat. Yeah. Uh, there, there's really like maybe two NFL stadiums, and I don't throw this out lightly, that, that compare, just in terms of – and it starts with when you're in your seat and the intensity of the crowd. Like that that's really most of it. Uh, but then beyond that, it's just – and Romeo is a big supporter of the show, and he he dresses like a pope, you know. And they, they they've got that whole thing. You got the, yeah, just just like I I think the Raiders are good at this, but but there's so many Saints fans that dress up, look ridiculous, and and it's part of like it, it's almost like a
1: carnival feel. Like it's it's an experience going especially the if they're good, if, especially if they're good and the game is big. There's just yeah. this. There's just this, and because the Saints. The Superdome is downtown. There's an energy throughout downtown because the Saints, people tailgate in the parking lots. They, they have Champion Square. But there's an energy all around it. And, like, if you go and you're like, hey, you know, maybe the Saints, that they'll move that game and it'll be a big game and they'll move it to three and it'll be a three o'clock game. You're like, hey, I'm going to go down. The energy in the quarter, like, you feel it. You'll see people walking around with jerseys. It's just, it's. Different from other places because like take, for example, like Miami, Miami, their stadium, like there's nothing around it. You literally there's an exit for the stadium in Miami and it dumps you off in the goddamn parking lot. So there's no like pregame energy if you go there for like a big game. So the just that's what I would tell you, especially if you go and it's a three o'clock game. Get up early, go in the quarter. They'll have people down there wearing their jerseys. It's just it, it's just a game they experience like uh, like no other. Denver actually has their stadium downtown. They have a really, really cool pregame sort of situation and vibe because of where their stadium's located. Or another stadium. But that's uh that's a recommended. And uh Sam, drop us a line uh when you're around there, maybe Maybe I'll be in town for that game. Maybe Andrew. Maybe we.
5: Can, well, what's the
0: date? What's the date of that game again, Sam?
1: It's November
5: seventh against the Atlanta Falcons, which is a twelve oh, nice. p.m. start. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sam. I gotta say, like there, there's a thing about Saints fans and just being in the dome too. And uh, I mean, obviously, you would wear Saints gear, so you wouldn't look like a foreigner. But I, I would recommend, <laughs> I, I would recommend you wear. What's an a ironic turn
5: that you said that? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I would recommend you wear a sign that says my first saints game, because like yep. the Southern hospitality in new Orleans, like every tailgate will be like, dude, come try this food and you will taste the best food you've ever had in your life. Like it, and it'll just literally be out of a pot or out of a tailgate, you know, and it'll taste amazing. And it, and people will want to give you that just cause it's your first game day. And they'll want you to have an amazing experience. So, uh, I'll throw that out there, but like I've been to other NFL stadiums and I've worn saints gear and my experience has always been the further North you go. It was certainly true of DC and Philadelphia and like the further North you go, the bigger, the assholes, uh, oh my can, God. just so... the worst, the worst your experiences. And I would just say that like in new Orleans, like one thing I've always loved about our city, I still call it, even though I live in Virginia, I call it our city. Cause like I, consider myself from there but we treat opponents with respect and like you wear a different jersey like we might rib you we might give you a hard time but we're not going to be jerks and at the end of the day going to a saints game is a celebration and it's that way for everyone there including opponents jerseys
1: yeah so sam like i said near the game get in touch uh get in touch with us on twitter i
0: feel like he, he was about to tell us a story there
1: go ahead Yeah, so like I said, when I
5: first initially started following you guys on um, on Spotify, like listening to your podcast, I was living in Philadelphia uh, as a flight attendant, and you know that's when COVID hit and all that crap happened. But you know, like like you see in my profile picture, I'm I'm a big sports guy. I love getting dressed up. I love going getting crazy. (laughs) But I had tickets to you know my favorite hockey team. You know coming into philadelphia and i was you know days before the game they canceled the game because of covid and then the saints were going to come up to philadelphia last season and that was going to be the day before my birthday and i was like oh my gosh yes saint saints tick saints in philadelphia let's go and uh, of course covid canceled that too and then by that point i moved back to st louis i'm like i was like i gotta get to a saints game yeah I i was like if i'm gonna do it i gotta do it right and go to new orleans yeah you, then,
0: you you already have the tickets right
5: i don't have the tickets yet uh my dad okay. said he i told my dad about it i said hey i'm going down to new orleans i'm gonna go to the saints game and i'm i'll i'll travel anywhere around the world by myself and be completely fine with it like no worries no nothing i'll do fine yeah. and my dad said he he's gonna come down with me and that's actually his birthday weekend too nice so, hey,
0: who, who's going sam just you and your dad
5: yeah, and i okay. i told my i told my dad tonight. I said, "Do you want me to buy the tickets now?" He said, "Let me look into it and uh, kind of just map it out before we, you know, put our are, money." Are
0: you? Are you, Sam? Are you on Twitter?
5: Yes, I am on Twitter. Find
0: me on Find me on Twitter. Um, I have season tickets. You can have mine too for that game. I got you covered. What about wow. you? You don't want so to go to
5: Saints Falcons game?
0: I mean. I don't think I'm going to be able to. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I would reserve if like, there's some reason why I have to be down there, but if I, I I don't think I'm going to be able to make it for that one. So you can have my tickets.
1: That's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. This is the best hour you've ever, you've spent all week, Sam. Yeah. And and look,
0: I, I always tell season ticket holders this. the way I see it is like, I've been to a million saints games. It's such a thrilling experience. And like, if if I can pass that on to someone their first time doing it, I want to do that just because we need all the
1: fan, friends we can get, you know? Yeah, and it, yeah. And uh, I, I'm really looking. I'm really looking forward to getting back in the dome this year. I, I hope that freaking Delta variant or whatever the hell um, doesn't ruin our party. Do, do, doesn't ruin the party or whatever. Because I, I, I just like to me, especially you know. Um uh, you know the saints they're not going to be good forever and I want to enjoy this I want to enjoy it with my mom and that sort of thing you know it's it's not going to it's it they So um so I want to I want to enjoy it, you know and 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 you can't enjoy it if you can't go
0: Yeah Ralph
1: uh so Andrew that about
0: rap thanks <laughs> Ralph you, you sound you sound like you're distracted well your, I, just uh, got, your I just
1: got I just got no it's not my son it's actually my wife she's in she I said she's in Vegas she, my she wife. forgot she's my forgot wife. that I have that she's forgotten that I have Spotify and she's just called she's like calling me calling me calling me and I'm like <laughs> I had to like text her I'm like I'm doing the Spotify show I can't talk to you right now I've got five more minutes to let's go.
0: get let's get let's get Steve Juge in here
1: yeah. But thank Sam. Thanks, and hook up with Andrew so you can get those tickets.
5: Yeah, Andrew, uh, I'll I'll reach out to you on uh, Twitter. Um, I don't use my name on Twitter, but I, it's you know it's a it's a fan account, so I'll definitely reach out to you. And I can't thank you it, just enough. Hit me, will...
0: Just hit me, just hit me up and uh, let me know you're, you're Sam, and then I'll follow you, and then we can DM.
5: Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you so much. I will find a way
1: to uh, make it up to you. <laughs> yeah, man. Who that? Thank thanks. Who dat? Thanks Sam. All right, we got we got to get out of here but we got Andrew's dad, Mr. Juge, Uh what do you have to say for tonight? What what's your what was your thoughts on the press conference? And you you recommended he go to some mothers and get a po
3: boy. Yeah, well, yeah, that a rimuflata. He's Italian. Um, yeah, you know that uh, you know he'll, he needs he needs Dave to get him the play, best place for Italian. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, he back. needs Dave.
1: Dave would have had a list of list well, of restaurants yeah. he'd still be yeah. going Vincent's, over. It. Vincent's a good
0: Italian place, yeah. in my opinion. I'm just gonna say, it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Dave would be offended by that comment, but I like Vincent's.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. yeah listen, yeah, Andrew, I'm I'm thrilled you gave that you offered that guy Sam the ticket That uh, that that's a great that's a great thing to do. You know, no, I I read Sean Payton completely different. My take was when they asked him, you know, look, was there, was there a communication issue or something like that? And he said, hey, you know what, nope, not going to go there. My take was he was frustrated with the situation and not the player. Uh, you know, we'll move on to other receivers and stuff. My take is uh, Michael Thomas is going to become a model citizen. You know, he had that first great year where he was the you know, best receiver in football you know, after the contract. I think he's a terrific competitor, and that's going to come out. I think, look, you know, he gets hurt in the first game. Then he tries to come back too soon, and he's got this completely screwed- up you know, season. My take is that everything that's happened since last season is a one-off, and he's going to turn it around, he's going to miss five games, he's going to come back after the, the break, and he's going to be the best receiver in football, and that gives you, you know 11 games. Yeah. So I'm, So when I heard the podcast last Sunday night, I was thinking Michael Thomas was out of the building. But I thought yep. <laughs> tonight I, I thought Sean Payton had an opportunity, to, you know, to throw him under the bus and say, communication. Of, of course, be communication. That's a good the point. Listen to his daughter. Like, so
0: Ralph, like let, Ralph, let me tell you something, Ralph. The so the optimist. is so my dad, clearly the eternal optimist here. That's good. We need that, it. That, that's that skips it's July. Like two, that skips like two generations because like me. I, I'll stay optimistic up to a point, but like there reaches a point where I, you know I, I'm a realist and I see things for what they are, and I'm like, yeah, th- this this isn't good, this sucks. <laughs> and then my son, he's like the eternal pessimist. Like a minute, the minute the Saints go on and they give up a touchdown, we're gonna lose, <laughs> we're gonna lose. Like your first quarter, like, first, first quarter, the Saints are down seven nothing. We're gonna lose. It's over. Sounds like, like it. Just, sounds yeah, like yeah. We're my, not making the playoff. playoffs. Sounds like terrible.
1: my wife. Sounds like my wife with the Astros. You, yeah. the, the Astros, blew a seven nothing lead on two, uh, um on Monday. You would have thought the season was over. Like I'm like <laughs> they're are <they're> six games <laughs> ahead. They are the best record in the American League. Like and and I told her I went I went to bed. I was like, Sellys. I was like, "This is the best thing possible for the Astros," and she said, "Shut the fuck up." And I said, "No, they're <laughs> going to fix their bullpen now because they know their bullpen's a dumpster fire." And the next day, they traded for the best reliever in the American League. So I felt vindicated. She won't nice. give me credit, but well,
3: but,
0: uh... I, I, I look forward to meeting my grandkids one day, Dad. Since since it skips three generations, clearly <laughs> the the Girl, eternal optimist. I we'll,
3: I'll, I'll get dude,
0: a healthy dose be- of that.
3: Guilty, it's June, guilty, you got to be optimistic. It's, it's. Guilty I, I, yeah, last, I appreciate last, last it. Com, last comment, Ralph. I'm going to, look, if, if the guys at Patreon don't know how to give away my offer. Oh, my God, they don't. They don't. You know, no, no, hey, Ralph. No problem. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick out somebody. I, if you don't mind, why don't I just think of somebody who I think is a great Saints fan who would really love the show, and I'll just connect with them. I'll I'll hook them up, and I'll pay for it. That's and that'll fine. be one I, more because I gotta get. I gotta see the pie in your face. I gotta. see I gotta.
1: No, it's frustrating. I I wanted like Patreon. Patreon. We're trying literally. I'm trying to hand them a pile of money, and they don't fucking want it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what? You have all these webinars and seminars and videos on how to grow your patrons. And I'm like, I got you three right here. And you don't want my money.
3: Like, because right. they get their cut. I'm like, Jesus, you know, we're, we're, right. but well, uh, Andrew, I'm going to give it to one of our old friends from Paris. Maybe, you know, Frank Powers. If, if, but, he, uh, if, he can, if he can stay up that late. He's my, you know, oh, he's my yeah. age, so I don't know. By the
1: way, we have we have an amazing – we have a big announcement that's going to change the podcast this week. But we also have something fun that we're working on. But Dave told me under no circumstances can I promote it until it's done. Uh, but it's mm. amazing. It's amazing. But you're,
0: you're going to need this.
1: You're going to need – you're going to need it. It's amazing. So, um,
0: Laurie, L- L- I just want to say you're, you dodge a bullets tonight. We're not going to call you out and make you come on and talk to us, but I got my eye on you. We got that, your guy. that, right that, that Cute keeping. dog right there.
1: That's right. <laughs> but, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. And I'll say it again. We're going to make this, we're going to make this one free, um, for, for, uh, everybody. But you need to sign up. Like we we are the best Saints podcast there is. We're the best community. We give you free stuff. We have fun. We have Discord. And we do a daily show during training camp. Nobody else does it. I sit and cut that audio and we go right after practice every day. And this year, Andrew, it's going to be last year when we did it. All we had to go on was the media members that were at practice, and they wouldn't even tweet. They would just sort of tell you what happened after in like a tweet stream or whatever. This year, we're going to have fans. We're going to have videos to go over. We're going to have so much more to talk about. It's going to be amazing, and all you have to do is pay $7 a month. You can get the podcast every day, and if you sign up annually, you get –
0: uh, a month. You got. You got to go the ten dollars a month because yeah, get the player grades. Them,
1: right? You get the play. You get the t- player grades. You get the booze bundle from my life. You get everything. It's amazing. It's the best ten dollars. And if,
0: if they pay for the year, don't they get like a month or two? They free? get a
1: month for free. And I'm going to do yeah. something. Spe- I'm going to do something special as soon as Dave uh, gives me permission to announce what we got cooking. I'm going to do something extra special, special. So where in August? It's going to be like if you don't sign up and become a patron, you'll be losing money.
0: Should we, get, how, should we get Jason and, and Joshua on here before we leave? Should we see what they have to say for themselves?
1: I, I want uh, – Jason, yeah, Jason, uh, get in here, Jason. Uh, I, I like Jason Champagne. He's, he's always in Discord. I can, al- I can always count him on if I just want to talk random saint stuff. Uh, he, so, Jason, give me your quick thoughts on the press conference today. Well, I didn't get to, I didn't get to uh, see very much of it. I'm just kind of catching up on things, but uh, you know, Sean's got every right to be pissed about the whole situation. Um, you know, it's not a good look on Mike Thomas and, and, you know, I don't think it's anything that they maybe can't patch up, but uh, <laughs> there's going to be a, a long road. Cause it looks like Michael is certainly out of the circle of trust at the moment. <laughs> He he was out of it. Has has anybody gone deep, deep, deep in the Sean Payton doghouse and got out of it? Not Mike Bell. Yeah, with those effing cleats. Yeah, that's Uh, correct. (laughs) Yeah, you know.
0: Garrett Hartley. Garrett Hartley.
1: Garrett Hartley was out of the circle of
0: trust and then back in. (laughs)
1: That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's very rare examples though. <laughs> okay.
0: Right. All right. Thank what you, about Joshua? You. Joshua, you got something to say for yourself?
1: Alright. Let me uh let me add. Joshua, you got something to say for yourself before we get out of here? Okay. alright he says nope, I guess.
6: Nope, he doesn't. All right. nope. No, I got I got oh it. there he is. Right.
1: There's Joshua. There
6: he is. <laughs> He's Joshua's yeah. like F you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no dude jeez, that is that is awesome man just paying it for with the saints ticket my aunt did that to me one year she like surprised me with saints tickets to go see uh the dallas cowboys and uh saints game that you, was that's game. how you
1: that's how you rope kids if you if you want your kids to love sports like you do and, I, look, I know sports, it, it, the Saints are expensive and baseball. But, like, that's how we do it with the Astros. We go to these games. We, the, the Astros have this weird pricing structure where you can go to, like, midweek games and get cheaper tickets. And Max is hooked. He is all in on the Astros because we go and he loves it. Yeah, does he, does he not love all the baseball stuff? Not necessarily. But he loves the freaking experience of it. And that's how you get them young you get you, you get them in the building and they're like oh my god you know and that that's how that's how if you want to rope your kids in that's how you do it
6: exactly how you do it and yeah we had we had tickets to the she got me surprising with tickets to the saints and cowboys game and that was the game that i think michael uh malcolm jenkins punched no, the ball from my, boy williams oh, and he god. it was just insane so yeah that's awesome that's uh yeah dude that's that's amazing um but I just want to say about Sean Payton, and I think, like you said, Michael Thomas is in the doghouse. Uh, he's got to really work deep, his deep, way deep, out, deep, deep, deep in the doghouse. He's got to just shut up, put his head down, and just work to get back. Which you know he doesn't have a problem doing. I honestly think he needs a challenge at this point um, to kind of set him straight. Uh, do you but- think? Do you do you think Josh? Do you think he
0: has it in him to like live a life for? And we we're, we're talking about like months. Does, does he have it in him to live a life on the straight and narrow for months where he makes amends with his coaches, with his teammates, and builds trust back? Because part of it, part of it's not just him trusting his teammates. It's them trusting him, right? And so yeah. my question is, do you think he has it in him to live on the straight and narrow long enough to where? Because it matters less when he's on the field performing. Like once he's kicking ass, everyone's going to love him. Yeah. Right. But it, but it's everything in between. Can you get to the point
6: where I don't know? That's my question to you. Do you think he has it? I, I think he has it in him, but I think it's going to have to be brought out in the right way. I think Sean Payton is going to have to basically he sees in this situation, OK, how mature that immature that was of him. So if I'm Sean Payton, it's like, OK, well, you're, you're checking in with me every week or every other week or something. And we're going to talk about it. How you doing? How you feeling? That type of thing. And make it a point to like, all right, let's keep this up. Let's keep this going. Let's stay on the straight and narrow. Update me next week, you know, yada, yada. Send another person in and kind of befriend him. Cause I, from what I understand, like I think you're saying, he's a hard time trusting people. So yeah, I just, I, I think he has it in him, but it just needs to be drawn out of him. Yeah. He, he has I mean, that's an interesting it.
0: comment it's almost like it's on sean payton as much as it is on michael thomas yes and,
6: very much so just because and, of uh, just how mature it was and the yeah same
0: and you know like look of all the i i believe in my heart that sean payton is a tremendous leader of men and he's highly relatable as a coach even to young players and of different ethnicities different backgrounds different like he he has a chameleon-like <laughs> approach to adapt to the personality that he's working with and get the best yep. out of him. He's really good at that. And so if, there, if 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 Sean Payton can't figure Michael Thomas out, I don't
6: think anyone will be able to. That's exactly my, my last point was he's going to have that stink because if you look at just about any player that has kind of gotten out of the Sean Payton or they kicked him out, that's it. It's done though. Like their career, even if they're like a decent player, their career is pretty much done in. You know, look at Jimmy Graham, went to Green Bay, not really. Mm. I went to Seattle, nothing really happened there. Darren Sproles, kind of.
1: Uh, he was all right that's in Philadelphia.
6: He was yeah, okay.
1: Akeem Hicks is the is yeah. the uh, one Akeem guy. Hicks, yeah. Bill Belichick couldn't get anything out
6: of him either. Bill, True, yes. Hicks was so that's, weird. Hicks yeah, was very weird. weird. And I was going to say, yeah, very accomplished with the Patriots. If they can't do nothing with you, you you you're pretty much, you know, a death sentence in the NFL. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. But Joshua, thanks a bunch. And and like I said, guys, thanks for joining us on Spotify. And if you're listening to the show and later and, you, you know, and you're not on Spotify, like the green room is fun. And the thing is, like, we're committed this. Uh, Spotify was great enough to sponsor us. We're going to be doing this probably through the whole uh, 2021 season. So it's just a fun time download the app and it's yeah, you, you get
0: you get free tickets for me i just hang yeah the house like you. If, you, away. if you come on the spotify with us and hang out you with never us, know
1: what kind get, of i just give away my get. tickets apparently yeah so. and the thing is though <laughs> on the spotify app follow saints happy hour because now that now that the spotify bought the locker room it's not just sports so spotify green room it could be anything it could be sports it could be techno music it could be people trying to learn english um you name it it could be so if you if you join i'm a
0: little i'm a little disappointed our friend uh i think it was muhammad has hasn't visited us again yeah, to, tell visit you, back. to tell you hello so, yeah.
1: yeah yeah so follow us on spotify and that way you'll get alerted whenever we go live and you just boom and i send out a um Remi- I, I send out a reminder when we go live to everybody that follows us they get the alert on their phone so do it so, so download the Greenwood map then become a patron because we're the best goddamn Saints podcast community on the internet but thanks to everybody for joining us and we will see you again tomorrow